to just add, I think it's important that we not have a reactive environment, that we start from the beginning. We start from, we always have an orientation, or there's most often an orientation where you bring the parents in, you say this is the lunchroom, this is, you know, these are the rules and codes. And I think it's important to bring up sexual orientation. We have, you know, different orientations at these schools, and we are not going to discriminate against any of them. Because I think we have a more reactive environment when bullying happens, when um, a gay-straight alliance, you know, comes to fruition at a school, everybody goes up in arms. And I think it's important not to be reactive and to say from the beginning, we will not discriminate. Is If you're on board with us, you can be at this school from day one versus something happening on day, you know, 71 at school and everybody going, oh my God, they're going to have a gay-straight alliance and oh, you know, so-and-so's gay and something, something's happening. And then we become reactive. So I think we need to create a culture of acceptance from the beginning. I think that's what's important. I think what's really good is that we've done a lot to create a culture of acceptance at Wesley Chapel High, and I, and I really do mean that because when we did have the GSA start, we did have some <coughs> controversy, uh, but now we're in year four of having it. The kids drafted a wonderful mission statement, and you're welcome to come and take some of these. Um, uh, the, I mean, the kids wrote it. And um, not only that, but um, we, you know, we're doing Mix It Up Day, and it's not only um, to educate the students, but the teachers. And, uh, and I'll share this. We um, are going through some trainings right now, and our literacy specialist um, just had um, Publix cater it with the little, you know, little mini Cuban sandwiches. And a teacher put an anonymous note in her mailbox complaining that um, it wasn't American to serve Cuban sandwiches, for God's sake. Um, now, actually, Cuban sandwiches really are technically American if you read the history of them. And so, um, so we are actually doing it to educate ourselves as a faculty and as students so we can all, you know, get, get used to each other. So we are trying to be a little more inclusive in a whole bunch of areas. Um, so it's really important. And, and I'm, I'm, we're really blessed at our school because we do have a great cultural diversity. and. Uh, the fact that our GSA is a wonderful mix of kids from a whole bunch of backgrounds, it isn't just all gay kids, and, and our leadership of the club is really diverse, and it's, it's a wonderful group, and we have administrative support at the school. Teachers have come to meetings to show their support, and we have club t-shirts, I brought them last time, and the kids wear them proudly, and nothing weird happens. We get to use the announcements, the PA system, the school TV news show. Uh, we get a yearbook picture. We don't say we don't say GSA, the Wildcat Gay Straight Alliance. We don't cover it up, you know. So, um, I mean, we, we don't have to, you know. So we're, we're totally blessed as far as that goes. I, I have to say that that's one thing that um, there's no whispering or anything like that. That's we're part of the school, and um, we're we're included as one of the sponsors for Unity Day, which is for racial unity and cultural unity. The, the, the corporal who runs that invites some of the Gay Straight Alliance kids to participate in that too. Um, so we're part of the school's culture and, and that's, you know, we're included in everything and that's really neat. We're lucky. Good. And now to follow up to that, are these initiatives, I'm sorry, are these efforts initiated by the administration, supported by the administration, <coughs> or are these specific to you and other teachers at the school? 
As far as, um, well, when we started the GSA at the school, that was actually brought up by the kids. It's a student-led club. I sit there and make sure they don't kill each other, or that it doesn't get too loud, you know, because last year we had 83 kids in it, you know, so you want to make sure that you have good crowd control and everything, but it is a student-led club. Um, as far as uh, Mix It Up Day, because it's good character education and stuff, it's a mixture of um, the students and the faculty and administration coming together to, to run everything. Um, in Unity Day, I think it's, it's the same thing because our corporal and a group of key students and, and club leaders are all getting together to do that and they ask you know, which club sponsors want to sign on and the club members of the club vote whether or not they want to sign on for that. And um, that's right up you know, the GSA kids, you know, right, up, right up their alley because of wanting to be included and be into tolerance and diversity and uh, getting along with everyone. So it's, it's really important to have you know, the administrative support, the faculty support, of club sponsors and, and have the kids be behind it also, otherwise it'll just fall apart. Okay. <clears throat> Any comments from the audience? Yes, sir. What about you guys starting from the beginning? Is that just in high school or do you guys think we should start at a younger age, like in middle school or even elementary school, uh, accepting gays and the whole lifestyle? Do you think it controversial to do that? I think you, oh, you should start preschool. <laughs> Really, because there are children who have gay and lesbian parents and there are nice books like this, Who's in a Family, that talks about all different sorts of families. And so I think in preschool it's important to help children realize families look different but they're all alike because they love each other. And, um, and then go on into the elementary curriculum. If we have time we'll show a, a brief clip of its elementary taking uh, talking about gay issues in the school where teachers demonstrate how to talk to elementary school children about the issue. So I absolutely believe you, uh, gay issues should be in the curriculum starting in preschool. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. Um, I have a question about that. Mm -hmm. I realize that at church and state role, we're supposed to have religion outside of it. Um, but you feel that teaching students that at that age could have problems with parents who do have strong beliefs to the contrary? Having their student be taught at five or six years old that it's okay and to be accepting, whereas um, parents could disagree with that? Uh, you know, I think you're always going to have some parents who have uh, different views, but I think the principle that we want to communicate is that all families are valued. Families look different, but we value all families and we create a safe, supportive environment for everyone. And you may have some families who uh, have different religious beliefs, uh, but we don't uh, limit our discussion to just one religion. So I see it as creating a community that values diversity and honors all families. And I, I just want to add on to that. And I agree with doing that from the beginning. And that's where I'm talking about not being reactive. Educating that this is what our school is about. And this is what the curriculum is about. So that when their child comes home and says, you know, some people have two mommies, some people have two daddies, some people have a mommy and a daddy, the parents aren't in an uproar and being reactive. 
because I think that's where problems come, is that we need to create a culture of acceptance from the beginning rather than being reactive. But you're right. <clears throat> you need to take the temperature of your community and, and how that's presented. Um, certainly, as you're talking about families, if a child has, we see more and more children coming to school with gay and lesbian parents who are out, either as a couple or just self-identifying. And I think in, in, in its elementary, and that's probably almost 10 years old, that even then, there's a great quote in there by a kid who they were you know, talking about, you know, some men love men, some women love, men love women, you know, going through that. And the kid goes, duh. I mean, you know, it's, it's not the big, the problem with a lot of these issues is the adults, not the kids. The kids get it. The kids get it in elementary school, the kids yeah. get it in middle school, the kids get it in high school. It's the adults surrounding them that tend to have the most amount of problems. Mm -hmm. You'll find, though, in interesting enough, in, at least in our elementary schools, they tend to be the most diverse libraries of any of the three levels. You will, there's a lot more literature written for children who uh, may be coming from gay and lesbian parents because it's how you're presenting it. You know, and with your talking to five-year-old, what's going to you know, send many adults into a spasm is if you're making any kind of talks about their sexuality. No, the issue really deals with their parents and their family and the nature of their family. Middle school is its own animal and it's its own, own way to approach that. And I applaud the young man back there who said something about working middle school students. That's a special challenge there as well, and we can talk about that a little later. In high school, it's been framed as a safe schools issue, less about the parents, more about the students. It's not a curricular issue. We're not in, we're not in a place like Massachusetts is. Massachusetts mandates that gay and lesbian issues be covered in the curriculum. Uh, it will be a long time in Florida before that's mandated, if ever, in our curriculum. We're still a very red state. Uh, does that prevent a teacher from bringing to answering questions to uh, pr you know, provide that safe environment for all students? Absolutely not. But it's not a curricular issue. 